Hello and welcome to episode 20 of the Dan Alice's Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, we're here today to cover game week 17 and 18, talk about all the things that happened, all the, the lovely points that we got in our very successful weeks, I think. Uh, I'm your host, Dan, and alongside me today we have Natalie. Hello. Um, so how did your week go? Good, I guess. I guess I have to say it was good. Yeah, it was definitely good. Do you see what the average was? Like 44 points or 42 points, I think. Yeah, I'm on 72 currently. So we still have um, Everton, Swansea to go. Hmm. I wish I took my own advice. That's what's let me down this week. Oh, what advice would that be? Play Lewis Dunk, yeah. Have you got anyone else to play? Calvert-Lewin, Calvert-Lewin, right? Calvert-Lewin to play. Yeah. Uh, so Calvert-Lewin and Rooney are sort of the bit... And I guess John Joe Kenny, lots of people have him now. Why? Because he's super cheap and he's playing. And Everton have done well, haven't they? They've kept a few clean sheets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, been pretty consistent. So I had a whirlwind of a week. It was it's fantastic. I mean, I'm currently on sixty nine, but technically I'm on seventy five because I've got Ruben Loftus Cheek to come in. The problem is, I picked one of the only two players in my team that blanked as my captain, and that was Harry Kane because on Saturday morning, like I woke up at like four a.m. and I was like, I've got to change it from Salah to Harry Kane. Like. Why? I, I don't know. I just got the fear. And I thought he was going to be like a wicked differential. And I had this... Actually, I do have a reasoning behind this. It was because I thought, like, Harry Kane against Man City, they have been leaking, like, a goal a game. Mm. And the way I saw Spurs play against the likes of Real Madrid, where they kind of sat back a bit and hit them on the counter, I thought that would be effective against Man City. Little did I know Man City would go on to absolutely, like, dominate them and just... Yeah. Uh, Spurs just weren't in the game at all uh, but yeah like other than that it was like Alonso 14 points loads of 6 points all mm. over the pitch um, and a very very successful week overall so uh, let's jump into the games I guess so Man City Swansea that was the first uh, the midweek game and mm. that was a comfortable 4-0 win for City yeah uh, David Silva with the double or the doubler mm. uh, and Sane didn't play it was Bernardo Silva who started he got the uh he got the assist for the first David Silva. The first David Silva goal. David Silva was just on fire. I mean, it looks like he's kind of becoming a player that people never thought he was. Like he's always been pretty on the eye to look mm-hmm. at him running around doing the skills. But he's been very effective in, in getting goals recently. As Mendy said, he should have been balled the whole time. <laughs> exactly. Mendy's Twitter game has been fantastic. I guess he's just got nothing else on, has he? Uh, but yeah, like a really, really strong performance. Uh, Aguero got a goal in this one. Also, Yaya Toure with a, a shock assist. Yeah. Not, not really a guy you should be looking at because I think the reason he came on was because Pep knew this game was just so, so clearly oh, in the back. Oh, he was like, I'll just put anyone on. Yeah, it's like, why would I bother playing like my... My players. players, yeah. Was it Sterling assist in this? Sterling got two assists, one for the KDB goal and one for the second. Yeah. Yeah, so interesting, like, KDB, Silva, Sterling still being, like, Mr. Consistence. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then we... I mean, mean, do you have anything to say about Swansea? Because they were... Nope. I don't think anyone expected them to get anything out of this. I don't think there's really many conclusions you can draw other than City are amazing. And then City went and dicked on Tottenham, 4-1, four, four, sorry. So that was uh, Sterling the Renegade, despite missing like a million freaking yeah. shots. And, and that's why he didn't get bonus points, right? Uh, there's an article yeah, about you do it, get, you do get like minus, I think it's minus points for 
shots off target. He got two goals and yeah, missed out on the, on the bonus funnily enough, but he just continues to look like such a threat. And I mean, a KDB and Silva, purely because they're guys who are so involved all the time, mm. they do seem like the, and they're so efficient with what they do, they seem like the nailed on bonus point guys, but also the likes of Sterling and Sane to me just still look like they have higher ceiling in terms of attacking returns yeah. so KDB is just way too expensive I mean, yeah I, just, I don't believe in it I don't yeah. believe in players in my midfield that are that expensive yeah kind of that's the thing for me like if you can have Sterling and Sane at a, a lower price and I, we were talking about this before how <laughs> there was the curse of you know everyone bringing in David Silva for this uh this weekend and kind of regretting that when he didn't play a minute for yeah. the team and it, that kind of stands to, to reason to the thing we said before about pick your city players and just, and just ride it out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The only ones I'd maybe look at, I mean, I, I'm still hanging on to Jesus because of that Bournemouth fixture mm. next. And honestly, I think I'm going to end up having him the whole season just because every week I look at him and I'm like, I don't really, there's no moves I want to make yeah. to like a, a cheaper striker. That's it. Someone will have to like really come through. Yeah. And City's fixtures are so good, and I'm still, you know, he got the penalty chance, and he he still looks a good player. The only thing I'm worried about is maybe him, his confidence taking a knock after missing the penalty, and I've seen what that can do to some players. But then if you look at Benteke, he came back, came out swinging. So, yeah, so yeah it's, it's kind of an interesting one. That was, that was very exciting for me, seeing him come off the bench and have the opportunity to take a penalty and then freaking missing it, but... Sane, the assist king. I mean, he was brilliant at the weekend. He, he mm. could have had goals as well. Yeah. Um, had a lot of shots. And this is something that I heard on, on some other podcasts I was listening to, particularly Fantasy League ones, where they were talking about Sane being a bit out of form. Right. And I felt that was kind of disingenuous because he has not been out of form. He's been playing really well, but he hasn't been getting points on the board because he hasn't been getting assists or goals. And I feel kind of vindicated for sticking with yeah, him. Yeah, for sure. For those, what, four or five weeks or something he blanked for the, the 10-pointer. And I, I can just see him going on from here and yeah. really, really killing it. Can I talk about rotation? Go for it. So, as you said, stick with whoever you have. It's fine. Deal with it. Yeah. There is pup midweek. Mid-week yeah. So it might be worth looking at who's starting in that to kind of gauge who might play at the weekend. Yeah, totally. Um, I'm concerned about Sterling, who I have. He's started the last six Premier League games and played 90 minutes in all of them. Yeah. Um, So I'd hope that he misses the cup midweek and then we'll play again at the weekend, but... That's almost definite, right? Like, that has to happen. I can only hope, but whomst knows. (laughs) David Silva, if you got him this week and you're mad that he didn't play... Please don't get rid of him so quickly because you'll only hate yourself if you get Sane and then Sane's rested the weekend. For sure. Um, Okay, Spurs up next. So they were the team who faced Man City in the second game and got absolutely annihilated. I think there's probably something to Alderweireld being missing for them. And also Sanchez obviously got his red card. Mm. So he missed this game, which was definitely made a difference. But Spurs really tried to... They tried to go toe-to-toe with City and they were absolutely destroyed for it. They kept trying to pass it out the back from the goalkeeper and instantly they were swarmed by Man City players yeah. trying to tackle them. Um, Ericsson did manage a goal. Yeah. But honestly, it was it was really good play from him. He's 
He's kind of been getting some consistency back, but... Yeah, I thought it was good, but also I felt like City was sleeping by that point. Yeah. They were like, well, we've won this, it doesn't matter. And I think it could have been avoided, and that frustrated me. Hmm. Especially because I got rid of Erickson two weeks ago. And you've got Otamendi, haven't you? So Yeah. This game, it just showed the golfing class, really. Like, obviously, City beat Arsenal already, they've beaten Man United. Um, But this, this game... Spurs look like one of the the better teams in the league in terms of the quality of players they have in attack, and they were just completely dominated. Yeah. Um, Harry Kane, him and uh, Deli Ali, maybe a bit lucky to stay on the pitch. Yeah. I thought Kane's was less ferocious, but it was a bit high. Whereas Deli Ali's challenge, where he he stomped on, uh, I can't remember who it was. He stomped on KDB. Yeah, and that was. It look, knowing what I know about Ali, and I've seen him, you know, attack people on the pitch before, he knew that his foot was there, and he deliberately stamped on it for me. Like, Son was nowhere to be seen in this game. I thought he was poor. Um, I thought he picked up the ball in dangerous areas, and rather than being patient, just tried to shoot from impossible angles with, like, his weak foot. And I, I do... I, I'm kind of questioning Spurs at the moment, because if we go to the midweek game where they faced Brighton... They managed to tune a win, but if we look at the goals, Aurier's goal that, that broke the deadlock was... Oh, it wasn't even a shot, was it? It was not a shot, that's for sure. And it was kind of one of those fascinating ones where it was so unlucky for Brighton, and it just seems to be that this bad luck follows him around, obviously, mm. with Lewis Dunk, where the player goes to tackle him and goes to tackle him hard, and the tackle makes his, his cross go into the net, yeah. makes it this impossible-to-save shot. And they can feel a bit grieved by that. Winks got the assist from that, but it was literally just a, a, a sideways pass. Yeah. Um, and then Son with a goal later on from a, a set piece, Ericsson assist. Oh, yeah. An interesting thing to note about that game as well is that Lamella started instead of Ali. Yeah, which I was actually quite pleased about because I thought Lamella looked really good in the one of the previous games where he came off the bench, got an assist for Harry Kane. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm feeling a bit iffy about Spurs' form at the moment. Yeah, I would advise not getting any of them hmm. until the double game week yeah. in game week 22 if you want any. Yeah. So they face Burnley at the weekend. Yes. So, like, just don't bother. Well, the first game against Burnley, it was 1-1, wasn't it, if I remember correctly? I've no idea. I think they were winning 1-0 for the entire game and then Burnley Burnley came back back. with a late goal. That's not a particularly good fixture, especially given the way that that Burnley are playing. Mm. Southampton after that also... I mean, who knows? At times, I want to say they're solid defensively, but as we'll come on to later, they weren't uh, earlier this week, but... Yeah, their form, particularly defensively, is poor, and they're not looking like the the marauding attacking team they were previously. Uh, So that kind of brings us on to West Ham, who had, well, who had a very interesting couple of weeks with some very, very positive results against big teams. Yeah. So we obviously had the Chelsea win, uh, and then this week we had West Ham Arsenal 0-0, the most boring game ever. They actually should have won. West Hernandez, Ham. yeah, Hernandez hit the bar. I didn't realise he was back from injury. Yeah, he's just not until really been starting. the weekend. I think uh, Arnautovic has been getting the nod in ahead mm. of him. They had a really big chance. A lot of their chances came from Arsenal just being wasteful in possession. And Hernandez had a golden opportunity at the end. Looked like he'd finished it. Came off the crossbar, bounced out. And uh, then they went on to absolutely smash Stoke 3-0. Yeah. With a, a hat-trick of assist from Lanzini. Which is wild. 
which is pretty good, pretty good. Although one of them was a penalty, and for which he has now been subsequently banned. For, for diving. I didn't actually see it. I didn't see any of the highlights for this game, but uh, do you see the dive? Yeah. The alleged dive. Yeah, it was like he... Was went, it clear? He was falling over before anyone had stepped anywhere near him. Right. Because I, when I saw, <laughs> like, the commentary thing that he'd gone down a bit easily, I was like, my Lanzini wouldn't do that. Yeah, no, I'm not having it. <laughs> but, so he's got a two-game ban, and we'll talk extensively about yellow cards and that later. Yeah. He's got two game ban, but they West Ham play in the cup in midweek, so yeah. he only misses the game at the weekend. But still, also I'd hold off until game week twenty two hmm. to get him because otherwise you're just going to have him for one week and then there's a blank and it's exactly. So we should probably talk about that the the game the week twenty two. Yeah. So the reason we've had these te- two teams next to each other is because Spurs and West Ham both feature in a du- the first double game week of the season, mm-hmm. uh, in game week 22, which falls on January the 1st. That's when it begins. But prior to that, they have a blank week in game week 21. So now is probably the time to start thinking about if you want to make some moves to bring yeah. in some West Ham players and some Spurs players and plan your transfers around yeah. that. I would say that Lanzini is almost essential hmm. for... Game week 22. Yeah. Else, if you wanted a slight differential, then Arnautovic is looking good. You like, read my mind. He was They're so... They're both the same price as well. Exactly the same price currently. And he was extremely persistent in the game against yeah. Stoke. I don't... I didn't... I meant to look and see how many shots on target yeah. he had. But he just kept going back and going back. And I was like, one of these must be a goal. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then, then he did get yeah, it eventually. Did, yeah. And it took him a while. But he, got it, <laughs> but he was... And in the... the Arsenal game as well I feel like he had some good goes yeah um, well he was one of the the most criticised players under Slavin Bilic and as soon as Moyes came in he just seems to have a new lease of life he's, he's working a lot harder um, he has he's marked as having a leg injury I can't remember if it's a calf mm. injury or leg injury but it's only yellow yeah. one would hope by game week 22 he's fine especially Absolutely. if he gets some rest if he's rested at any point between that and obviously they do have a few more days off than yeah. the other teams um, Daniel, a few weeks ago I said to you, I might get Adrian in. And you said, no, don't do that. Well, if I remember do correctly... To, do you want to talk to can us... Can I defend myself? No, do you want to talk to us about what you did before <laughs> Just game <this> week? week. <laughs> well, I didn't get Adrian in at least. But... I got a bonnet in for Kiko for Menya. Right. And my reasoning behind this was essentially, well... When when I said when I said the thing about Adrian, I was like, they've played against some big teams, they've had some good results, but I don't get carried away just yet. Like kind kind of like you need a little bit more like data to to compare to look at, and that was kind of my mindset because I was like, I've been burned by Adrian before, been burned by West Ham before, but I needed someone to replace Kiko Femenia because I needed to have enough playing defenders, mm. and I thought Agbona four point three. I'm going to do it. And I, I knew that pretty much no one in the mini-league that, that we have has any West Ham players at the moment. Right. So I thought, screw it, I'll get him in. And uh, now I've also brought Adrian in in preparation for game week 22 uh, because I don't want to play Pope this week against yeah. Spurs. And I can't believe that Hart gets back in over Adrian no anytime way. soon. Not, not unless Adrian makes some calamitous mistakes. They've just turned their season around completely, which I never would have seen coming. The only thing to be mindful of is that you don't get too many that you can't play 
a full team in the the blank week. Yes. That's that's to be wary of. So maybe maybe even save up two transfers for that week if you can. Up next, Liverpool. They faced West Brom and Bournemouth. Yeah. They failed to score against West Brom despite starting all of their star men. Yeah, very. This made me so nervous. <laughs> starting Salah, Mane, Firmino, and Coutinho. Yeah. And then that pushed Coutinho back. Yeah. Right into a deeper role. Right, he was playing the central sort of role. And I was like, why? Why is this <laughs> happening? Um, why are you blunting my man? Absolute chaos, to be honest. But look, Liverpool. A new defensive hope. <laughs> I never thought the day would come, but well, here we are, two clean sheets in a row. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? I'm sure there were maybe more before that. I haven't. I didn't look at this. You know, what, they have been decent. They've they've kept quite a few. The only problem, I guess, is who do you get because they rotate the fullbacks quite a lot. It yeah. seems. I hadn't really been paying attention, but you're right. So I was actually, before the podcast, I made but a note. All of them are injured, so I mean, yeah, have got so many to choose from. So I did make a note to maybe look at Robertson, because yeah. he's the only left-back they have. And he's currently 4.6 as well. Yeah, but the problem is, on FPL, it says that Moreno's expected back this weekend. Oh. So if that's genuinely the case, then I'd, I don't know you can pick him. Lovren's maybe a bit on the expensive side... With Gomez and, and Alexander-Arnold, they've been rotating quite a bit, so it's kind of hard to know. Like, it, Particularly with defenders, it's hard to justify picking one that you know is going to be rotated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because their, their point ceiling is not going to be like a, a Sterling or a Sane where they could get yeah. feasibly get two, three goals in a game. So it's kind of hard to recommend, but I guess Lovren is, is nailed on. He's 5.3. Could be an option. I'm just going to have a quick look at their fixtures because... What they got? They got Arsenal next. That's on Friday. Yeah. Then they face Swansea, Leicester, Burnley, Man City. Not particularly free scoring teams in, in two of those games, like Swansea and Burnley. Maybe a shout. If you wanna want a little want a little boy, but I guess it's all about their their attackers at the moment. Yeah. We had this uh nil nil against West Brom. Didn't see the highlights for this, but heard it was hugely frustrating. I did, but I don't remember any of it. Yeah, I guess that says it all, right? Like Surprising that, that none of them managed to score, especially um, after Man United managed to put two past them. But kind of may- maybe just a, an off day for them, I mm-hmm. guess. They did start all their main men. And then uh, they went on to face Bournemouth away from home and managed to win 4-0 this time. Um, and all the main men delivered. So Coutinho, Firmino, Salah, yeah. all with goals. Firmino and... like, suddenly looks like an op... Not even suddenly, because I think we said a few weeks ago. Yeah. But... In a world where we're lacking good forwards, yeah, at his price, definitely becoming an option again. The only concern is like I have both Salah and Coutinho at the moment, yeah, and I'd need to get rid of one of them to get Firmino because I don't want three, yeah, because you know you'll get that week where like none of them start, yeah, and it's just chaos. That's that's my worry. That's why I've got Salah. I mean, you have you basically have to have Salah at this point. With his, his point ceiling and with everyone else owning him. Yeah. Otherwise, you're an idiot and you get left behind. I don't like the idea of getting two because of the rotation. Whereas I, I feel like I feel like City, at least I know they're going to win every game. Yeah. Liverpool, I always wonder. I'm like, if they come up against a team who's, who are defensively astute, they might struggle. Yeah, I mean, like I got Coutinho as like a short-term option. Yeah. And I think I probably 
will switch him back to Ericsson at some hmm. point. But I don't know. I'm no, I don't have any Man United players either at all. Yeah. So I'm thinking I might switch to that. Yeah. But for the moment, especially after the last Liverpool-Arsenal fixture. Yeah. I think against Arsenal, it's going to be their first team. I think with Firmino, like, the problem is, like so many players, there are going to be weeks when he blanks or he doesn't play the full 90. And that's kind of what you have to be prepared for. But at his price of 8.6, I think that's totally reasonable. And he has returned, like, quite big hauls in the last sort of four games, uh, twice in the last four games, so it's fine. Manchester United. Yeah. 1-0 against Bournemouth and a 2-1 against West Brom. Disappointing results in terms of fantasy because you want the big results, don't you? You want the 4-0s. But Lukaku did score. Yeah, that's it. Unless you own Lukaku, who's got a goal in each of the Man United's games in last week. Yeah. Um, But for 11.3... Well, this is the problem, is it doesn't even matter about his price because no no strikers are worth their price right now. Yeah. So it's not even a problem paying that for him when you've got to pay that kind of amount for anyone. Yeah, I mean, he's still pretty high in the charts, isn't he? He must be one of the top forwards now. Again. I assume so, yeah. Um, yeah, he's number two behind Kane. So the price kind of makes sense in, in that uh, from that perspective. Yeah. But I don't know, it's just a bit underwhelming, isn't it? Like, they play West Brom and he gets one goal yeah. and he gets the bonus points. But he's, he's just a bit of a boring pick because he doesn't really do anything exciting yeah. I like Jay-Z so I like the the kind of adventure the sense of adventure going into a game is he starting oh he hasn't started but he's come off the bench and he gets a penalty like <laughs> yeah no I don't like that and I'd <laughs> rather just have a player who plays yeah yeah I'm a bit more hipster but also I just feel like you know City are a bit more exciting whereas Man United I just don't like the way they're playing at the moment and a 2-1 win. I mean, also shout out to Mata. Two assists yeah. in these two games. He's 6.8 at the moment. Yeah. I don't know if that's justified, but I mean, whose yeah. price is? Yeah. Uh, Rashford took a hell of a shot in, in one of these games. I can't remember which one, but he managed to assist against West Brom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also Lingard on the score sheet again. Yeah. So if you brought him in and you stuck with him, good on you. Because he returned points again. Yeah. Uh, some things... Uh, David De Gea in the game against Bournemouth made seven saves. Oh wow! Which That's a lot. Was a lot, and I wondered if that makes him more appealing, despite his price yeah. of five point nine, which is a lot for a goalkeeper. Yeah. But also, if you're getting it, so I think he got eleven points overall. That I think we talked about this before, didn't we? That he's because he makes so many saves. Like he's still a, a really like solid solid option mm-hmm. just because like in the against the big teams man united will allow a lot of shots and he's just so good yeah and the other thing to note is that pogba will be back yes uh, very relevant i feel so yeah the thing about like pogba and, and man united like they're so hard to read because pogba hasn't really played enough games with them for me to to tell if it's really his absence that has affected them negatively or is jose just a bit shit and a bit negative. I really hate his attitude. Yeah, he's he's not a nice man. He doesn't come across as a nice man, certainly. But yeah, I, I can't I can't quite read them and I, I just the I the likes of Coutinho, the likes of Salah, the likes of uh even Harry Kane and, and uh Sane and Sterling and Silver, De Bruyne, like all of these players, even maybe Hazard, they're all more exciting to me than, than Pogba for some reason. 
But Pogba has shown, you know, what is his price, like 8.0? Yeah. He's been very, very consistent when he has been in the team. So, I don't know, if you want to want to go for those Man United boys, if you have faith in them, I guess that's the most important thing. We face Leicester, Burnley, Southampton, Everton in the next four. Uh, so Chelsea, they had two pretty good results, two wins yep. on the bounce. Uh, Huddersfield won, Chelsea three. Yeah, so Morata missed this game. So everyone was on. Hazard up playing a false nine. Oh, oh, you're you're getting into it. I have no oh, idea really? what it means, but I heard it on match of the day. <laughs> uh, and then William, Pedro, and Fabregas all on. Hmm. William, a wild time to assist in a goal. Yeah, in that very game. good performance. Um, and I think if anyone is out long term for whatever reason, the who isn't William? William is probably worth looking at. Yeah. Because that's when he gets his time to... Time to shine. Exactly. But whilst he's like a mainly just a sub, I don't think it's worth it having him on. Like, it's it's not worth him sitting... It's quite a lot of money to just sit on the bench. I know what you mean. What is he? Seven, six 6.7. Seven. seven. So his price is really appealing. And I remember, like, he was quite a popular option at the start of the season. But he wasn't really playing games. But I do think, kind of uh, reminiscent of Son, he always has a, a phase in the season where he's in really good form mm-hmm. and he plays a lot of games. And at the moment, it looks like the Hazard playing up front is actually working for them better than Morata was. It's just a, a tough bet to take because unless you have like real problems in your team, betting on Willian and then seeing him miss out it is it would be a tough pill to swallow essentially. Yeah. And the thing you know is like Hazard is a player who's gonna play most of the games. He will be rested from time to time, yeah. but with him you've got more of a guarantee despite his price. Um but interestingly he what he didn't get did he get an assist in this game? No. So he Oh that was the, in the uh, Yeah, so at the game. weekend Chelsea won one nil against Southampton. Hazard got the assist for the only goal, the yeah. Alonso goal. It's a hard one with Hazard because I, I think he often is a kind of player that I've never really liked for Fantasy League because he's so important to Chelsea and he's so good and he gets he regularly gets man of the match but regularly gets man of the match without a goal or an assist. Yeah. And that's kind of... It seems um, like he's a creative spark for them but in fantasy terms it doesn't always mean he's the one getting on the score sheet. It means yeah. he's orchestrating attacks and then other people are finishing them off. And 10.9 is a lot for yeah. someone who's not getting at least a goal or assist in every game. Yeah. But I, w- I would hold purely based on their fixtures yeah. if, if you've I already had, got yeah, him. Yeah, for sure. If I had him, I wouldn't be getting rid of him, but I'm I'm not looking to yeah. get him in now. He's he's the kind of player that you have to stick with uh, if you if you brought him in after his big haul. If you get rid of him now, you just know he's going to absolutely smash it at the yeah. weekend. So I, I probably look at more like transfers to, to balance your team a bit more in places that you're you're lacking mm-hmm. rather than knee-jerking Hazard out because of his price. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, he did get man the match in this game despite not <laughs> getting on the score, score sheet or getting any assists. Alonso, with the, the first assist, was it made me very happy. And then right at the end, they concede a goal. And I was like, no! <laughs> but then he did score and... Keep clean sheet at the well, weekend. that was fantastic. Three bonus and, most of all, the thing I, I respect the most 
is he got himself a yellow card so he could sit out that Carabao oh, Cup game. Yeah. A tactical yellow card. Yeah. And he still got the bonus. I was like, Alonso, you are a man after my own heart. All those times when it was like, you need to get rid of this guy, he's not... And now I'm finally seeing some results for it. I mean, long may it continue. They have some really good fixtures. I'm not expecting it every week because you can't. Like, even with his position, you can't expect him to score every no. week. But we're starting to see the sort of returns that we expected from a player like him. And I'm just very happy for him. I'm very yeah. happy for me. <laughs> good. Um, yeah, so that's, that's it. I, all I've got Yeah, just guys. a quick thing on Morata. So he came on as a sub over the weekend yeah. which is good because it means he's fit again yeah Carabao Cup is usually reserved for the second team the reserve team but. so we'll see um, okay Huddersfield next yep they obviously we spoke about Chelsea yeah uh, Depoit sorry with the goal you're going to go for Depoit yeah I'm I think Depoit I'm going to go for Depoitre. Uh so Depoit with the uh, the goal and ha- however you want to say this guy's Had name Jeanne. Hadajonai. I'm gonna say Hadajonai, but that uh, that's my my choice. You can say it how you like. Um, Yeah, him with the assist. I mean, it was. I think Chelsea just fell asleep a bit here, but you know, Huddersfield got got themselves a goal. But then they faced Watford. Yeah. So their first um, goals away from home since the first weekend of the season. That is an incredible start. It's pretty nuts. And they got four of them. Yeah. Um, So I'm quite like. I, just, I don't know what to do with Huddersfield. Yeah. I don't know. Where, and they're like 11th in the table. Yeah. The reason everyone piled onto Huddersfield players was because their fixtures were quite good at the start of the mm-hmm. season. Then they went, they had this horrible patch, which they've now just come out of, and their fixtures are starting to look up again, like for the next, until kind of the end of Jan. Yeah. Their fixtures, they don't play any of the top teams. So this is good. So I'm happy for Huddersfield, and I'm looking at both Depoitre and Moy as options. Depoitre at 5.2. So over the last two games, he had two goals and two assists. He seems to be in favour over Mounier. Yeah. Um, which is sad for Mounier, but you've got to do the goals, don't well, you? He, he, interestingly, he just came back and had that, that game where he scored two goals, didn't he? And now he seems to be out of the team again. Yeah. Uh, he did. He started the Chelsea game, yeah. I thought. I can't, I'm not sure. I think he started the chess game and then Departure came on, scored, and then Departure got to start against Watford. Yeah. Um, so they are rotating the two. Yeah, but I think Departure's form just looks like a little bit better. It's hard to tell. It is hard to tell with these teams. And I, I mean, he is uh, Wagner. He, he is doing well. Like Yeah, for sure. He's, he's kind of looking to switch it up a bit for every game. And with the fixture pile up, it, it mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So I think, you know, one of them one of them will get in. I don't think either is particularly nailed. No. But But for the price as well, if you just need a cheap forward, um Well who would you be looking to get rid of? In my team. Yeah. If I if For either of those players. If Calvert Lewin started doing something ridiculous, then I'd switch him around. Like yeah. Moy is probably who I'd look at instead. Um like if you still have Tom Carroll, for instance. Yeah switching him out for Moy. Oh, absolutely. Like, this was Moy's first involvement in a goal uh, since game week nine. Yeah. But now we've learned he's on penalties. Oh, okay. I don't know if that changes if Munio's on the... But I have no idea. I think he is a set-piece guy, yeah. Um, But, yeah, so Moy took the penalty against Watford and scored his own goal as well. Hmm. 
but his involvement in the team is instrumental anyway. Yeah. So he's definitely one to have. He's down to 5.3 now as well. Yeah. He's kind of like Grace, isn't he? He's like um, a playmaker who will get yeah. a lot of the bonus if, if they perform as For well. Sure. So I understand that. Um, yeah, I, I do... I do have this kind of inherent bias against the likes of Huddersfield because I just don't understand them enough. Like, I was looking at the names of the players, like Kachunga, like Kwana. Uh, oh, poor Kachunga's out with a leg. Oh, really? He's out for three, two to three months yeah. now with a knee situation. Oh, so he's not a, an option. Not at all. That sucks. But I look at these guys and I just don't know enough about, enough about them to yeah. commit to any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like, when comparing good fixtures... You know, if you look at Chelsea's good fixtures right. and then look at Huddersfield, what is a good fixture to Huddersfield? Because yeah. you don't know which Huddersfield you're going to get necessarily. Yeah, that's true. They've beaten Man United, but then they get hammered when you least expect it. And it's, yeah. and then they hammer Watford, who everyone was kind of having down as like a... a I mean, this is actually a, a good sort of, not analogy, but a, an example of that, where a lot of people have been talking about this run being excellent for Watford. People have been bringing in the likes of Mariapa. They've been like, oh, like Richarlison's an excellent option right now. And they've just gotten beaten by a promoted side. So yeah. it's it's really hard to know with this. But they, they've they definitely shown they've got spirit. And having one of one of them in your team is... I wouldn't sniff at that at all, really. If you're going to have a Calvert-Loon, you could easily have a De Poitre or, yeah. or whatever. Um, okay, so Watford. Yeah. How about that? Like, so my question is... Now, based on these two Watford losses, 2-1 to Palace and 4-1 to Huddersfield, is Richardson the best player in that price bracket? He's 6.6 currently. If you have him, should you stick with him? Okay, Um, so their fixtures coming up, Brighton, Leicester, Swansea. After that, they face City. I look at these fixtures, and these are one of the ones that you look at and it's a green but I don't think Brighton is a green fixture in, in reality. Like, the, Spurs could only beat them 2-0, and one of those goals was a freaking psycho cross. Yeah. I don't know. And I don't know if maybe, you know, the Marco Silva to Everton thing has affected the players a little bit, where they've kind of started... You know, like, if, if someone in your, your company wants to leave... Yeah. Like, your manager, and all of a sudden... <laughs> You kind like of maybe feel morale. a little bit less motivated yeah, to, sure. to play for them. I wonder if they're going through a bit of that at the moment. And and they do have a lot of players out. Yeah. So Quite a lot of defensive injuries, don't they? Yeah, so injuries and also the game over the weekend against Watford, war, sorry, against Huddersfield, was the third successive match where a player for Watford has received a red card. That is a great stat. That is Isn't the kind of stat that makes me want to support this team. Um, so there's Ziegler, Cleverly and Dini. Ziegler is out this weekend and then he'll be back. Yeah. Cleverly, it was just a one-match ban for two yellows. Yeah. So he'll be back. Their next, He's available for the next game. And Dini. Dini! Yeah, oh my God. What a, what a disgusting tackle. I almost cried. It was literally all I wanted. I tweeted that it was yeah. worse at the analysis. It was all I wanted for Christmas was a Dini red card. and it's, He is just a filth bag, isn't he? I hate him. The, the guy, again, like, call back to the Arsenal, oh, they're just not up for the fight. Dini's a bit too up for the fight. He's been sent off twice since that game. And it's like... Maybe you're just a thug. Mm. Maybe that's the issue. Yeah. Yeah, so Dini, not an option. I think no. that's fair to say. Yeah. Decore got, got a goal again, though, against Huddersfield, which is impressive. Yes, he did. He also it's picked up... Yellow. 
his fifth yellow card. Right. So really frustratingly misses the Brighton game, hmm. which I wanted to play him in. You'd have it down as one that they could get a result in. For sure. Or he could at least get a goal. Yeah. His goal in this was really good. I don't know if you saw it. I haven't seen it, it yet. It was just a shot from miles away. Yeah. That he just was like, and it went in and I was like, well, yes, the glory. I heard someone comparing him to... Arsenal legend Patrick Vieira earlier on. I think so, he is good, and I'm very happy that I've stuck with him hmm. uh, for five point four as well. So I'm not mad if he only gets two points, three points. Then that's absolutely fine. I I don't mind. Yeah, I'm not looking to start him every game. Yeah, but I'm genuinely surprised by his form. Like he's an asset to my team. Earlier on, he had four goals from four shots, but. He is still getting goals. Like he scored against Man United. He scored in this mm. game, and and Richarlison. Uh, I think the thing with him is he's more of an attacking midfielder. So he's, if if you look at p- positional play and like you know the style of play, he is still more likely to score. Whether he's the best option, I think that's up for for debate. I mean, Shakiri's gone off the boil lately. Yeah, he was probably looking like the one you had to get. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is it is tough in that range. You know, it could be Willian. And, that emerges as the best option there. Oh, yeah. We've got game week 22 coming up with a double, so Lanzini or Arnautovic at 6.8. I, I find it hard to... I think Richarlison's a very good player, but I just don't think you know which Watford is going to show up. Yeah. And evidenced by... I mean, it was funny in the Crystal Palace match where they lost 2-1. They were 1-0 up for yeah, the entire game. Firmenia came on, and I think the, atten- the intention was to, to basically stifle Zaha. Mm. And... They had two right-backs on. They had Yanma and Zaha, uh, and Firmenia, and <laughs> Zaha just absolutely rinsed them both. Yeah. So it, it kind of failed in the end. And then Firmenia, poor guy, comes on, gets injured again, and looks yeah. like he might be out for a bit longer this time. So it's a shame for him. But, I, yeah, I think Watford are looking in a bit of turmoil at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Crystal Palace. Yeah, speaking of. Zaha has been amazing. Yes, I'd agree. So, actually, here we go, 6.9. Yeah. Here's the one you switch to. If you've got an extra bit of cash in the bank, Yeah. if you've got Richarlison, see it, move over to Zaha. Yeah. Well, you know what? We had this conversation a little bit earlier. I think it was two or three episodes ago. And I remember saying something along the lines of Zaha is like an amazing player to watch. He's like so pivotal to Palace, yeah. but he's not a numbers guy. Like he, he isn't getting the goals and assists. And then over the past sort of two weeks, he's actually started to show... He's getting more... Uh, he's becoming more effective in yeah. front of goal. And the second goal against... Uh, I, sh- I think it was, yeah, the second goal against... Who they play in the second match? Leicester. Leicester. Uh, was incredible. It was it was just like... Benteke passed to him, and he just took it around oh, with three players. Oh, he just players went for it, and, yeah. And, and Benteke got the assist. Benteke did not deserve an assist for that, because that was all Zaha. And it was just really good play, and Palace are really picking up some good form now. Mm-hmm. The only thing to maybe ring some alarm bells is they do they face Swansea next, obviously a good fixture. Yeah. After that, it's Arsenal and City. But then after that, Southampton, well, Southampton, Burnley, Arsenal again. Um, but I don't know. I, I think Palace have really, really turned it around, and they look, they look one of the better teams in the league. Like they could be, you know, top eight at the moment. So. I wouldn't have any qualms about playing Zaha against Arsenal, for instance. Yeah, you might as well. Because he, he's just been excellent. Yeah. And Loftus-Cheek with a, a late assist against Leicester was very satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, 
Yeah, but I still... It was a really bad pass as well. And I'm not. I'm just not convinced that I want him in my team. When I can afford someone who's slightly more yeah. expensive, I just don't know if he's who I want. He's one of my two facilitators for Jesus. Yeah. I do like the Loftus-Cheek. Like, he will return one in four. Yeah. Roughly. Um, and he will get the odd goal. He will get the odd assist. This one was a brilliant one. I, I was so satisfied because at that point I was flying high. All of my players had scored points. Alonso sitting pretty on like 14 or whatever. Yeah. And then I see Loftus-Cheek going through on goal and he plays this terrible pass to Sacco. And I was like, oh, what have you done? That, that's so behind him. And then Sacco picks it out of his feet and places it. Yeah. And it, was, it was amazing. Sacco with two goals in two in games. Two games. As a sub on, in both yeah. games? Yeah, so probably not a good fantasy option because Definitely you're relying not, on... not, but it's just nice, isn't it? It is really <laughs> nice. And it's nice when he, he pulls out a finish like that after the one against the one against Watford where he just kind of kicked it, yeah, it just and then it bounced back to him and fell off his knee. Like, yeah. that, that was... They couldn't be more opposite in terms yeah. of the, the styles of goal. Um, but yeah, Zaha, like, in that first game, incredible assist for MacArthur and in this game was just excellent um so yeah i really really like him as an option right now and think if you look at his quality i think he's a better player than richarlison right now for sure mm-hmm. okay so leicester the uh, okazaki roller coaster continues man look what happens when you start shinji okazaki didn't didn't you get rid of him for this week as well was uh, no it... i got rid of him the week before right okay uh no i've had cover for a while actually oh okay i've had it for at least two weeks before this yeah episode. Um, so no, I'm not mad. Like, I'm not. Ma- I was so stoked when I saw yeah. this, and I don't know if it's because I You're was just happy for it. I don't know if I was just really drunk, which I was mm. at the time when I saw that this had happened. But um, yeah, no, I'm just stoked for him. Yeah, I'm not mad that I don't have him because, as we saw at the weekend, he's not. He's starting every other game yeah. max, um, which is stupid. I think when someone has played this well. Mm. To then be like, okay, I'm not going to start you the next game. Like, I appreciate rotation, yeah. but come on. Well, Okazaki gets mugged off quite a lot. He he seems to play a game, be really, really good, and then managers just drop him for like six weeks. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't really make sense. I like, don't understand it at all. There seems to be this perception of him that he's not that good a player. And then he gets in the team again and he scores really important goals and the managers start to realise yeah. again like oh this player's actually quite good like every time he has been on he has been consistent hmm. like even in games where he's been seeing what 15 minutes yeah. and he's got a goal and it's like I don't understand yeah. why he's not being started regularly Yeah, and I appreciate that they want Grey in the team as well and Grey has been good but surely there must be something you can do. I don't know. I'm not a manager. Yeah, you can there have must like... must be some kind of formation. You can have like Gray on the left, Mahrez on the right, Vardy and Okazaki up top. I just... I don't understand. But yeah, um, it's it's kind of weird, but it, it kind of... I think that's the nail in the coffin for him as a fantasy asset because unless you're willing to have a guy who's going to regularly be rotated yeah. and maybe come on for 10 minutes at the end yeah. and get you one point... That's that's not really what you want from one of your low-priced yeah. guys. You want them to at least be starting. Yeah, and that's essentially games. why I got rid of him. Yeah, but Mares has been on continually good form. Yeah, Mares was the only other person I wanted to mention here, who I almost got in before the weekend. He's been on very good form, like not just on fantasy league terms, but like he's been playing yeah. really well. Um, but I just don't know if I'm 
ready to commit. Well, the problem with Mares is essentially you have to get rid of one of your big, big price guys. Yeah, to get him. To get him, and it's kind of it's kind of like Leicester. They just lost three 0 to Crystal Palace, so they're not. I don't think they're one of the top teams. Yeah. I, I don't think you can argue he's not a good option. It's just no. who are you willing to get rid of for a guy like that? For sure. All right, so we're going to run through the basically the boring fixtures of the week now. Interest- oh, you have something else? Interestingly, the next, of the next four teams we have to talk about, I've only scored two goals for the last two game weeks between amongst all four. Well, ain't that something? Yes. I wonder why we're not talking much about them. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so Arsenal have been thoroughly disappointing. Yeah. One uh, 0 against Newcastle, and both of these games, like the West Ham and Newcastle, just Arsenal just look pretty poor at the moment in terms of I don't know if it's confidence, but just going forward, they don't really have that spark. Uh, Lacazette rested midweek. Uh, apparently, it was a groin issue he had, and he was taken off early again against Newcastle. He looked really upset with that. I just don't think there's any attacking options for Arsenal now. No, but that's it. Five clean sheets in the last seven games. Well, that is something. And see, the problem is, and I, I've said this to you before, like with Arsenal, it just looks like it's lucky when they get clean sheets because Javier Hernandez should have scored in that game, mm. but he hit the crossbar and it came out. And I think Arsenal do ride their luck a lot. Yeah. But they do, they do have these periods where they, they seem solid defensively. And, and I think it was this... This Newcastle game, I don't remember, I've yeah. watched everything in such a short space of time. Yeah. Where Newcastle looked like they should have scored mm. a couple times. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, who cares? Look, the points do the points. Well, that's the thing. When, when teams are on a run and they're not conceding, they tend to just get, get away with it sometimes. Yeah. And I think it's definitely worth having, having maybe one Arsenal player. Yeah. The only thing is that, the, apart from Mustafi, who's out for the moment... Um, yeah. You've got to put in at least five point eight million to yeah. a defender. Yeah, and we don't know if Mustafi's going to be back for for definite the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, he should be, but Arsene said he was definitely going to be back for this weekend, and then went back on it. So I don't know. Um, also, I would say the next four fixtures they face Liverpool, Palace, West Brom, and Chelsea. And actually, I would say with the form that Palace are in, they could score against Arsenal. Um, so the only one there that I look at that looks like a nailed on clean sheet is West Brom again you would expect Arsenal to have enough to to defeat Palace but I just don't I'm not convinced by their form at the moment Meza Ozil's goal was amazing um, but it it really took a moment like that Uh, Alexis Sanchez has been poor although he did do well to he basically forced uh, forced the, the ball to come back to Ozil yeah I just don't there's no one clear there, who you should go for. Yeah. With Ramsey out, we've we've looked a bit poor. Bournemouth, yeah. they've they've been on a little streak of, of losing and <laughs> yeah. not scoring any goals. Yes. Um I thought they seemed to play well against Man United though. Yeah. To only concede Well you said De Gea's saves. One. Yeah oh yeah, and to say how to make seven saves in that game. Whoever you have, like probably keep like it's not worth getting mm. rid of them, I don't think. Like if you've got a sermon then all you're doing is sideways into another cheap yeah. guy. And it's just not worth it. It's not worth wasting chances on. Daniels is still, to me, especially in the Liverpool game yesterday, looks like he's getting into good positions yeah. attacking-wise. Yeah. Sure, he's conceding 50 goals, but, I mean, who cares when every once in a blue moon you get a goal? <laughs> yeah. Um, but Defoe, I thought, played quite well yeah. when he's on. 
I'm nervous that he's not playing full games. Yeah, and there's a bit of a weird rotation going on with their attackers. Um, But I think when they're on a nice run... He's someone to look at, yeah, and like to and bear in mind how much he's, how much game time he is getting, yeah. But he, I think he is playing well when he's on. Yeah, yeah. I think with Bournemouth, you have to get them when they're on their good run of form, because mm-hmm. they they do. I think traditionally they did this last year where they went on a really really good run of form and then they were really really poor, and it seems like they're in that poor stage at the moment. But not even like they're playing badly; they're just not getting the results. Yeah. And I think Eddie Howe, like, you could go back through the archives and see a lot of interviews of him being like, well, I was really pleased with the performance. We just lost 3-0. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it is, they seem like the kind of team that go through those phases and then get back out of it. So I think it's more like you almost don't have to look at the fi- fixture difficulty for them, but you have to look at when, they're, when things are going for them, yeah. when they're getting the results. And that's the time to look at the attackers that are playing. But I agree with you on Sermon and, and like... Daniels, if he's not injured, I mean he's only on yellow at the moment. So yeah, Sermon will play most games. Um, the likes of Stanislas, the likes of Defoe, Wilson, they're just an issue because you you don't know about the rotation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brighton and Hove Albion, so they and this kind of ties into Burnley. So they lost two 0 to Spurs and they drew 0 0 with Burnley. At no point during the Burnley Brian Burnley game was I safe in the knowledge that Burnley wouldn't concede. Like, mm. I, the whole game, I was like, Brighton are going to score, Brighton yeah. are going to score, Brighton are going to score. They had a very good chance. With yeah, the with the penalty. <laughs> <laughs> and also quite near the start, Dunk. I keep telling people, no one believes me. Yeah. But he was so close to having a goal. In like, the right end. Yeah, in the oh, right goal. No, like, it was, a, it was a header from a corner and he, like, it was on target and yeah. I think Pope, like, it was one of the I don't know if it... Yeah, Pope must have saved it. Or just batted out of the way. This is the kind of stuff but. that creates arguments. Like, because people are like, yeah, but he didn't score, did he? And it's kind of frustrating because you're like, he was so close. I genuinely like, believe, like, it's only a matter of time. Yeah. And uh, Dunk, despite getting a yellow card, got three bonus points. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was the thing I, I didn't... Because I saw he got a yellow card when you would, uh, you messaged me, being like, oh, God, I can't believe I dropped yeah. Dunk or whatever. And I was like, oh, he's got a yellow card there. It'll only be no, five. I was refreshing the bonus points every second. And you're like, second. why is he still on three? Yeah. <laughs> and I like, it was so close. And then someone else, I can't, maybe it was Bruno, went up. And I was like, okay, it's okay. <laughs> and then Ryan was up there. I was like, okay, one of them's going to take one of the... <laughs> oh, no. And he ended, up with the, he ended up with the three and I was gutted. But... We uh, should we should give a shout out to uh, old Matt Ryan as for well. For sure, six saves in this game. He got eleven points in the end. He incredible. If I didn't have Dunk, because I don't like doubling up on defence, but if I didn't have Dunk, he would be who yeah. I was looking at to replace Fabianski with, uh, especially with Burnley having some tougher fixtures at the moment. Do you only have Do you only have Pope? No one else from Burnley. Correct. Oh wow. I don't like having more than well I don't I don't like it I, I've actually found myself quite regularly doubling up now I don't know why it's oh, just I hate it. it's just when the team is in like good defensive form I like to to go for the thing I think is more of a sure thing but, it's too risky for me but I do like the look of Matt Ryan if I sure. if I wasn't planning for game week 22 I probably would have looked at it was it would have been between him Pickford and, and uh, yeah, Adrian I have actually now uh, so Burnley the legends. Yeah, so 1-0 against Stoke. 
um, classic Barnes on Dazagal. Yeah. Wasn't awesome. you say Mark Hughes was was a bit furious about this? He's like, they didn't deserve to win. Oh yeah, I'd forgotten that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, so what do you mean? I don't, what? <laughs> of course they deserve they, to win. Like, well, they got the goal. Where are your team's goals? <laughs> yeah. did, did they deserve to win? Yeah. Um, Pope made, I didn't write down, oh yeah, Pope made seven saves in this game, so official FPL. There's Shut your, the fuck up. Yeah, there he is saying, it's like, don't come in here. Moaning that Pope hasn't been making saves, and then... There we go, like 11 points, clean sheet. It's the short-termism of football, Seven isn't saves, it? Oh, oh, he hasn't made saves in the last two game weeks. We've got to get rid of... No. Get over it. Get over it. Um, but yeah, and then against Brighton, like I genuinely thought Burnley would concede. I was really nervous. I mean, I'm glad I didn't watch any of this game because I didn't know there was a penalty until after full-time. And I was like... Oh my god! <laughs> that would have been so. That would have been too much for my heart with yeah. me and Pope in my team. Like, yeah, but no, Glenn Murray just yeah. wiped her right over there. And I was, I was confused because I just thought like maybe my Sky Sports app like hadn't mm. updated because I was like, but Pope hasn't got save points. Yeah. For for saving it, and then I realised. Yeah, I don't know if he would have saved it as well if yeah. it had. But I don't know. He went the right way, but I don't know if he would have made. Yeah, it. Yes, it's hard to save penalties. You don't expect for it. sure. Um, but Tarkovsky is probably the one to mention here because he gave old Glenn Murray a little jab in the ribs. Oh, really? And he has been charged for it. Oh, okay. But um, the it's gone to the panel or whatever, so they'll decide. Right. How long he'll be banned for? So he's definitely going to have a ban, though. We just don't know how long. Yeah, it looks like it. Okay, okay, that's unfortunate. I mean, Burnley are kind of. That fantastic team who you just get some of their defenders, you just put them in. Yeah, it doesn't seem to that. Like, it doesn't affect them. Who's I was playing. worried when me was out, um, and whoever else it was was that Loton. L- yeah, and he's he missed the last game as well. Yeah. Yeah, so I was nervous that the, you know, the team wouldn't be as solid, but it doesn't seem to have affected them in the slightest. Yeah, I, I think it's very much you can tell it's it's in the team spirit and mm. the the training like. They all understand the job that they've got to do, and they do it perfectly. For sure. They're all very, very consistent. And, you know, even Phil Bardsley, like an old man who was at Sunderland last... Was it Stoke? I think it was Sunderland. Um, Old man, like, always getting into fights and getting sent off back in the day. And he's just been really, really consistent coming in for Lowton. So... I, yeah, I, I think Pope is still an excellent option. He's risen quite a lot now. He's 4.8 now. 4.8 now. Fantastic. Um... Me has risen up to 4.6, but he's back in the team. Yeah. Ward's up to like 5.1. I I think you've got to ignore Ward. Ward. (laughs) I can only agree. Like, go for like a Bardsley or a. He's injured too. But also, Burnley's fixtures aren't nice at the moment. Yeah. So I don't think you can. So they have Spurs and Man United up next, then Huddersfield, then Liverpool, then Palace, then Man United. Like. Those are tough. You can't be surprised if they do concede in these fixtures. I'd maybe say, like, for those games, kind of try to have one in your team, like, and you can decide that week whether you want to play them or not, yeah. based on based on how likely you think a clean sheet is. Yeah. Because I can see uh, Pope is probably the best option, right? Because save he points. has a lot of potential for save points there. But but maybe a de- defender if you've got a good goalkeeper like De Gea. Um, yeah, okay, so Everton and... Newcastle, the final, well, final two before the Wastemen. Um, 
so Everton, who are playing tonight as well. Yeah. That hasn't started yet. Um, one one nil against Newcastle. The Rooney got the goal. It was a horrible. It was a tapping, wasn't it? Ridiculous. He just kind of got it, to it before the keeper. Yeah, there was a shot. Um, whoever it was, Darlow. No, it yeah, was, Darlow pa- yeah, it parried was, it. It was Darlow. Yeah. yeah, and then Rooney just ran back in and. Uh, it's a very poetry it goal. It was horrible. A very classic striker goal. But. It is his fifth goal in four games, and at seven point five, he looks like an option. Yeah, yeah. I, there's something I just can't get on board with, with with him at the moment. I don't, I just don't trust him enough. But he is on good form. If I didn't have Calvert Lewin in my team already, yeah, I'd be looking at Rooney. Yeah, without doubt. What are their fixtures like? So it's nil nil at the moment against Swansea. Um, they face Chelsea, West Brom, Bournemouth, Man United, Tottenham. So there's three, three pretty unattractive fixtures there, but West Brom and Bournemouth in the middle. Yeah. And I guess you could look at the narrative facing Man United, Rooney against his old club. Surely yeah. he'll, he'll be motivated and want to get a goal there. Yeah, that's so true. It's, it's Rooney versus Lukaku. Oh God, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like he he was until this weekend like a goal ahead of Lukaku, wasn't he? So we'll see how he does tonight. See if he gets on the score sheet again, but. It, He's kind of looking like a good fantasy option, despite not playing, like, really spectacularly well. Other than that game, he got the hat-trick where yeah. he was on fire. Uh, but he's just he's just getting the goals, and that's all you can ask for, yeah. really. So, totally, yeah, he's, he's a good sort of budget option in that sort of Firmino range, like, yeah. if you're looking for one of those. Better than Vardy, for yeah, sure, because sure. Vardy's been poor. Mm-hmm. Um, and Newcastle, ugh. They should have done better in the Everton game. Yeah. I think they were unlucky. Yeah. Um, but it should have been better for them. And then I reckon that Darlow's mistake in spilling that ball that led to the Everton goal was probably the reason that Elliot was back in I over the weekend. I think you're probably right. Um, and I, like, I guess this is better from Newcastle, only losing 1-0 in each of these games, but it's not good. Still a loss. It? They, they are in a dreadful run of form and I think they're probably not going to get out of it until January when they can make some transfers because it's starting to look like their team is just too low quality for the Premier League mm-hmm. and they didn't make the signings they needed to and now it's really starting to show. Yeah. And I, I just think them along with the next four teams we're going to mention, yeah. you should just avoid players from them yeah. unless you're mental. Well, Swansea... Uh, who are playing right now. Yeah. The only person I had to mention, uh, so they lost 4-0 against Man City last week, which was expected. Yeah. Was Abraham. Yeah. I don't know why I said that. He didn't start, did he? Didn't start. He also didn't start tonight. Oh, really? Bonnie went off in four, uh, after four minutes with an injury, so Abraham's oh. on. Oh, okay. I was waiting. I've been waiting for 12 minutes to tell you. <laughs> wow, that's great. Um, I have him on my bench, though, and he's not coming in, so... Oh, well, that's unfortunate for you, but... It's fine, I've got six-point loftus cheek. So I don't know how... I have no idea how bad the body injury is, but um, there we go. Yeah, again, my, my thoughts on, on Swansea. Abraham is a facilitator for... Yeah, for sure. There are definitely... And even so, there are better options up front... There are now. ...now than Abraham. It all it all depends on your transfer plans, and that's the reason I still have him because I don't want to make a, a transfer to Calvert Lewin for Calvert Lewin to get two points for the next three weeks. Yeah. You know, like 
I'd rather do a transfer like I did a player who's not playing to Bonner and get the clean sheet. And, yeah. and that's kind of, I think your transfer should always be planned based on not who's the flavour of the month cheap guy, but who is going to strengthen your team yeah. for, for the upcoming weeks. So, yeah, I, I think if you've got like an Abraham, you should only really be looking to get rid of him if you need to make that transfer yeah. for a reason and, and there's nothing else you can do. Uh, their defence absolutely stay away. Their attack is, is poor as well. Uh, West Brom, the new manager bounce hasn't taken effect at all with Parchi. They've I been poor. hate him. <laughs> I hate him I, I thought so he might not be to your taste. So much. He's a very um, arrogant man, very egotistical. I would like to end the phrase fresh legs. I think I said this last week. You did. I was a bit surprised by your distaste for this. I hate it. It makes me feel sick. Like, you know, something that you just don't like words. Like, there are words that yeah. you just don't like. That phrase is one of them. I hate it. And I want no one to ever speak it again. All he could talk about after the Man United game, that's the only reason he reckons they lost. Oh, we didn't have any fresh legs. Oh, you know what? Why don't you just put out a better team? Why don't you just manage Why don't you better? get a freezer? For the team, and oh. put them all in that for like <laughs> ten hours before the game. They can be fresh. And they'll be fresh. Um, Barry, who got the goal in that game, incredible. absolutely wild. Incredible. Everyone get Gareth Barry. In. <laughs> I literally didn't. He's know. ungrateful. I didn't know who he was. <laughs> I had to do some googling, and then it was like that's his first goal as a substitute. Yeah. For eighteen years, since nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. And I was like, how old is this man? Well, he he recently broke an appearance record, didn't he? Like. Oh, that's most... true. Okay, yeah. I didn't really. I didn't realize. I mean, he's like the most it. appearances in the, in the Premier, Premier League, League or something like that. But he's only 36 yeah but he's been years old but he's been playing since, since he, he was like 16 17 yeah um also he had a nice little stamp on De Gea's ankle oh really oh you didn't see yeah so he yeah I, I just didn't care I was, <laughs> I was like I'm not watching these highlights there was a tussle um like everyone was in the box everyone trying to either get the ball in or get the ball away was it deliberate don't know but 50-50 De Gea then went in and started having a little shove, uh, yeah. like and a little fight, and they had to be broken up. Oh, and I was like, oh, I love a fight though. You know, I might put the highlights on tonight <laughs> just, just to, to catch that. that bit. It was, it's not a good enough fight. It's not a Watford fight, so I'm. Yeah. Oh, you know, what? just just briefly, like completely a tangent. But did you hear about the uh, Man City? Man United yeah. fight with, with you know, the milk. The best bit <laughs> is every single commentator over the last week. He's been making milk puns and yes. stuff. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They're like, oh, it's just a bit of spilled milk and stuff like that. And, and all like n- nudging and winking at each other. It's so funny. <laughs> uh, Jose was like, wiped his hair with a, with a scarf or a towel or something. And the commentator was like, well, and uh, from what we've heard, it's not the first time he's had to wipe himself off this week. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I love how it's kind of quite so, quite subtle. Yeah. Like they didn't they didn't directly reference. There was it, another but... one as well. I can't remember what it was, but like that they've been so good. I mean, um, that is definitely better than these teams. Relishing. Like, it's just kind of funny that Jose felt the need to go and tell a team, you know maybe you should stop celebrating because it's disrespectful. Oh, like Maybe you should stop being a manager because just, you're annoying. They've just broken so many records. This is a guy who ran on the pitch and went mental after beating uh, Barcelona. Like, uh, he's the last guy who should be lecturing people on respect. Yeah. But yeah, like, that, that was fantastic. Um, 
So Southampton and Stoke, the I last team. I have absolutely nothing to say on these teams, so I think we should not bother. Yeah, I mean, unless unless you fancy Shakiri. No. But I'd, <laughs> let's look at their fixtures quickly. West Brom, Huddersfield, Chelsea, Newcastle. West Brom, Huddersfield and Newcastle. For Stoke? For Stoke, yeah. They, they look like decent fixtures they could score in. I'm just, I'm so disinterested. Definitely stay away from that defence because they've conceded 30, I think it was 39 goals. Yeah, that's about it for the, uh, the the review. Yes. All right, so should we do Yellow Card Corner? I'd like to welcome you to my Yellow Card Corner. Let's do it. We've got a lot going on uh, at the moment. <laughs> so, players currently on suspension. There are some scenarios. Okay. Because of the Cup midweek, there are two players on suspension who will not miss Premier League. Alonso boy. and Ndidi. Mm-hmm. Both will miss out on the Cup games, but then we'll be back at the weekend like nothing happened yeah um players who will miss game week 19 and this is quite important uh Duffy who a lot of people have Benteke who a lot of people have got in hmm. since uh this the last game yeah because he had a good performance yeah yep. uh and the same with Lanzini Decore Ziegler Hogg and Shelby also miss out Shelby, who is currently on his second suspension of the season, so it's he's four games. Is it? Oh, oh no, no, because, because it was just two yellows. It was just two yellows, yeah. Um, so he misses two, two games, two games yeah. rather than one. And Dini, who we mentioned before, who's not back until game yeah. twenty-two. But like, if you have Dini, you really need to assess your situation. I just like to shine a light on my love for Alonso once more. Just so. So players who are one suspension, one, one yellow, suspension one away. suspension away from yellow cards, <laughs> <laughs> one yellow card away from suspension. Um, I. Personally, wouldn't worry about any of these players picking up a yellow card because what it means is that they'll miss, they'll have a break. Yeah. They'll have a rest and then they will be far more likely to play the following game. Yeah. And especially seeing as how tightly packed these fixtures are, it's almost a blessing to know that your player won't be playing. You don't have to worry about them being rotated and you can just sit back, leave them on your bench. And work out who you are going to play for. Or yourself a GNT. Sure. Do whatever you like. (laughs) Um, Some highlights of the players who are still one yellow card away. Some of them have been on four yellow cards for a long time. Yeah. Um, But Xhaka, Alexis Sanchez, Dunk, Murray, and Knockart. Uh, Murata, Rudiger still clinging on. Yeah. Um, Rojo, Young, Sane, and Vertonghen. Are the notable ones. There are some more, but they're all. I'm amazed that Rojo's managed to get four yellow cards. He's barely played. Well, there he is. <laughs> that's, um, that's incredible efficiency, at least. Oh, Lovren also, sorry, who I didn't yeah. highlight. Um, is also on four. Yeah, that's, that's kind of. It's gonna, it's gonna refresh soon, isn't it? Because I think yes, it's 1st of it's, January. Yeah. It's all white, so. Correct. Yeah. Um, that's all for my corner. That's all on Yellow Card Corner. Cool. Thank you. So. Should we do clean sheet cup or preview first? Uh, let's do previews and then we can do clean sheet cup and pick our guys. Righto. Okay, so we're going to do a quick little preview on the next fixtures. We won't take up too weeks. much of your time, friends. Yes, so we've got two game weeks coming up. Game week 19 and game week 20 are within a matter of days. It's true. So game so. week 19 starts on Friday with Arsenal versus Liverpool. Yep. Everything else is on Saturday, hmm. including a 7.45pm Saturday fixture, yeah. which I am finding so offensive 
I don't know what to do with myself. Why, why are you... I don't know. I just don't like it. Why is it on that late? Well, I heard they were going to start considering doing this as a regular thing. I also read this. Uh, but no, like, the standout fixtures here, I mean, Arsenal-Liverpool on Friday is going to be a big one. Yeah. Uh, loathe captain anyone in this fixture. I mean, I only have Salah and Mustafi, who I'm probably going to bench anyway, but not going to go for Salah. Despite the fact that I think he will score, don't want a player on the Friday. No, definitely not. Um, but yeah, I'd, it's got to be a high scorer probably. Look at maybe like a at least two goals in this. At least two goals, maybe a, a, a score draw or 2-2 or something. Mm-hmm. But I'd probably favour Liverpool in this moment. And I'm back on my Arsenal neg. Good, so, Good <laughs> so, uh, Yes, struggle to see them scoring too many. Uh, Chelsea-Everton... Both on pretty decent form. Yeah. But I don't know. I'd still favour Chelsea here. Yeah. If I, I was gonna. If I had Hazard, I'd yeah. probably captain him. Oh really? Here. The twelve thirty kickoff. And I'm not obviously. I don't agree with twelve thirty kickoffs. It's morally abhorrent. It is. Um. But I think that's probably what I'd do. Here. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think Chelsea are too good for Everton, despite their good recent performances particularly defensively mm-hmm. Man City have Bournemouth and for me that is the standout fixture of the weekend in terms of it's going to be a big scorer you like hope. Bournemouth do struggle to defend against like teams who are very good at attacking and Man City's attack is just like otherworldly at the moment mm. uh, I'd say captain one of your City players the only problem is you'll probably have to captain and vice-captain and I would be a little bit worried about one of them coming on and getting one point. Yeah, that's kind of why I didn't... So this week I captained Coutinho and vice Kane. Yeah. Which I kind of didn't really think about, but I didn't want to vice Salah. Yeah. Because I was like, well, if one of them... If Coutinho doesn't start, I don't want to be stuck with a vice... Like, if Coutinho doesn't play, I don't want to be stuck with a vice and Salah that... Where if what if he doesn't play either? Yeah, yeah. What if there's some weird rotation? So, so yeah. With this one, I I presume like Sane and Sterling will start again, and David Silva. But I don't know. I genuinely don't know. The, you can use a Carabao Cup to kind of extract yeah. who might start. Um, Man United face Leicester. That looks like a, a tough fixture for Man United, despite Leicester being a bit hot and cold lately. They've been, I guess, they've been decent. Probably Man United win with Pogba back, right? Spurs face Burnley. Mm, I don't like it. Yeah, Burnley Not a Kane captain well. day. No, definitely not. I think... I'd be surprised if Spurs didn't win. Mm, I'd probably look at Spurs winning 1-0. I yeah, think. I could see it being like a 0-0 or 1-0. An Ericsson goal. Yeah. And I'd probably weep into my pillow. Yeah, like an Ericsson, like from a set piece or something. I don't know. Uh, other than that, I don't think there's any real... I mean, Palace have a good fixture in uh, Swansea, yeah. away from home. West Ham face Newcastle, which I think is... It looks like a good one for a clean sheet shout, yeah. for sure. Um, Watford face Brighton, away from home. Mm. Yeah, the Brighton time record is good. Yeah, Southampton, Hus- Huddersfield looks like a bit of a dead rubber. Probably Huddersfield win that, actually. Yeah, now that they've... I'd hope that high on confidence against winning away at Watford, they could believe that they could do yeah. it again. This does, I would say, this looks good for a uh, an accumulator. Yes. Because we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, six games on at the same time. And that's a good number for me. And these are all games I feel like I can predict, apart from maybe Stoke-West Brom. Yeah, I mean, no That one, one those are two bad teams. Yeah. I, I think a draw, yeah. 
Okay, uh, and game week 20. So this is on Tuesday, the 26th of December. Boxing Day, this begins. It's <laughs> like also known as Boxing Day. Also known as Boxing Day, yes. Um, Spurs Southampton. Uh, Southampton, you know, on poor form still. They but ha- also Spurs on poor form. Spurs on pretty poor form attacking-wise, and Southampton have done a good job at, at minimising goals conceded. Yeah. Uh, other than against Leicester, which is very confusing. But against a big team, so they've... they've kept it tight at the back so maybe a low scoring one this could be a potential Kane captain but again it's a 12.30 if we look at the uh, the Wednesday fixture Man City Newcastle well it's away from home for City so it's at St James's but that's probably again a captain option like a very good fixture for a a very informed Man City side against a very out of form Newcastle side Uh, West Ham have Bournemouth away from home looks like another good like decent clean sheet shout maybe but Bournemouth have been decent they've just uh, as we discussed earlier luck hasn't necessarily been on their side Chelsea face Brighton clean sheet yeah I think Chelsea would keep a clean sheet but I think it'd be a tough one yeah I'd like to see Brighton do well in Mm. this game Uh, Liverpool face Swansea that should in theory be a, I mean, I think a walkover. That's, that's my captain. Hmm. That's my captaincy there. I yeah, just, it's just rotation is the only concern. This weekend, uh, sorry, this this midweek, it looks like either Salah, uh, Coutinho, one of the City boys. Like those are the guys you should be looking at for captain. Mm-hmm. Arsenal face Crystal Palace on Thursday at Palace. Hard to predict. I reckon Palace will give Arsenal a good game. It's going to be a low scorer. Uh, Palace might get on the score sheet though Huddersfield Stoke again this looks like a bit of a weird crappy one I don't know but Huddersfield at home Huddersfield's home record is yeah true true so maybe maybe Huddersfield will get another win there Man United face Burnley God knows God knows what will happen here yeah I don't I don't know Man United probably struggle Uh, Watford Leicester West Brom Everton those are all sort of um, yeah. <laughs> well, a goal or two. Yeah, maybe maybe yeah, you look yeah. at like some Everton attackers for this one. It'd be a good good time to play them against West Brom, who aren't in form. Uh, Watford and Leicester have been a bit up and down, but maybe Leicester are slightly more in form. So that about sums it up for for those mm-hmm. those guys. Uh, clean sheet cup. Let's do it. How did we do last week? Well, Daniel, and I wish I'd actually saved this and not told you until yeah. Until the podcast. I mean, it wasn't going to last, was it? Um, but Dan, you managed to get. Two consecutive oh, yes. correct answers. Does that finally put me ahead of Anne? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, it does. You have been on for so long. And I've finally done it. Uh, so for game week... 19. 19, thank yeah. you. Who are you backing? All right. Uh, or maybe are you first? I think I'm first because you picked... Go on, you go first. Um, I am going to have Man City, please. Man City against Bournemouth, clean sheet for you. Okay, so I'll go four. I'm feeling the pressure now after a <laughs> good result yeah, last week. Yeah, you need a streak, right? This is actually quite a tough one to predict because I felt quite confident when we were talking about it in the in the preview, but now I'm like, <laughs> so I'm sort of between Chelsea against Everton and West Ham against Newcastle. And I think I'm edging towards West Ham yeah. over Newcastle because Newcastle are really struggling for goals mm-hmm. and this is a big opportunity for West Ham to get some more points on the board. So, yeah, okay. that's going to be it for me. And okay. then I'll pick first for Game Week 20. Yeah. So, well, this has to go to 
Mm, yeah, this has to go to Man City against Newcastle. Okay. I'm just betting against Newcastle now. Sorry, guys. Sorry, any Newcastle fans <laughs> that happen to listen to this. I guess I'll go for Liverpool. Who are they facing? Swansea. Swansea. Actually, yeah, that that almost looks like more of a banker. Now you say it. I don't know if it's just because you said it after, and now I'm like, oh, I want that one. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that Probably. sounds that sounds pretty legit. Cool. All right, uh, so that about sums up for this week's podcast. Yes. If you want to email us, you can get in touch at hello at the denalysis.com. You can. Um, yeah, for whatever whatever your needs are. Yeah, you want to talk about your fantasy team, you want to rant, you want to ask us for, for some bad advice, you're still good. Uh, Natalie, you can follow us on Twitter too, can't you? Yes, at the denalysis. It's mostly just me crying. Yeah, um, I, was a, I was a bit inactive on Twitter this weekend. Oh, and something we didn't mention, which I also tweeted about, was um, the actual FBL Cup. Oh, yeah. We have both magically made it into the third round. Yes. Uh, but yeah, is there anything else we got to mention? Yes. Oh, yeah. I'd like to tell you about when you can next hear from us. Oh, and okay. also I'd like to tell you that you can rate and subscribe to yeah. us on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Um, so we're hoping to record next Wednesday or Thursday, which will be before Game Week 21. Mm-hmm. Um... So you can listen to us then. And we'll get yeah. it out quickly because it's Christmas and I, I'm not doing anything other than crying. As, as Matt said, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Um, so thank you for listening anyway. Uh, I've, been, I've been Dan. I'll still be Dan when I'm here <laughs> next week. And uh, ciao for now, peeps. Bye. Good luck, everyone. Good luck.